Hello, and welcome to another edition of History After Hours podcast. My name is Kevin Pumphrey. With me, as always, is Mr. Franklin. And also joining us today is Mr. Jeremy Nixon. And we had homecoming today at our school. And so usually on a day like this, when kids' minds are distracted, we do live podcasts in front of our students. And we were able to do this for about four different periods. And they asked questions that were really good today, from fashion to what is soup and cereal, what's the difference, to, you know, accidental precedents in history, to time travel, um, really just a a very eclectic podcast of all sorts of topics. So once again, we are History After Hours. You can find us on most major platforms at this point, and I hope you enjoy this live podcast. Yes, we are History After Hours, and we've got students that are looking at us in the high school library, and they're going to ask us some mind-bending questions. You think? I hope. That's the way it normally goes. Starting now. Please state your name for the record. Uh, My name is Carson Burnham. And your question. If the universe is constantly expanding, what is it expanding into? Well, if I could answer that question... (laughs) I wouldn't be teaching history. Uh, I yeah, that's um you know somebody said it was donut shaped, or maybe that was like a episode of Simpsons. I don't know, like yeah. it's expanding into itself. Is that a possibility? I have no idea. Who knows? I don't know. Is what's it? Uh, it's it's an interesting uh, thought though that the what seems like an infinite universe actually has an end, and as vast as that is, it's expanding into some other void. That that's. I don't want to think about that too much. It hurts my head. You know what I mean? It's like one of those insomnia-producing uh, thoughts. And Hubble discovered not only is it expanding, but it's eventually they discovered, based on his law, that it's accelerating. And that's confusing. You would think if it's like Big Bang expansion from that, that it would be slowing at some point through there's just no our laws of physics. Yeah, but there's nothing to slow it. Yeah. Right, but something's accelerating it. No friction in space. And they do this by measuring the light, apparently. The oldest light in our universe is whatever, four billion years old. It's still arriving. So it's like, so we're looking, they, you know, they, they created this thing in Texas. It's like these two ribbons that can measure ripples in gravity. And it's no, Einstein had talked about this, but said there's no way they would ever be able to do it. And we did it. And so apparently this gravitational measurement fluxation thing is measuring ripples in space from black holes exploding or, or no colliding that creates like a ripples in a pond. I just find that fact. It's just weird. I don't even know, you know, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm putting <laughs> sentences together. I'm speaking English. These are words, but I don't know what any of it means. It, it sounds kind of smart, though. You, you're yeah, doing I thought a great you did a good job. job. I, I have no idea what I'm so talking about. Do you about. have uh, an opinion on what that might be? Carson? Well, um, not really. It's just like <laughs> it, space is like a void, and so there's nothing there. And so when you think about it, it's like nothing is expanding into something, and that makes no sense. The something that is nothing. 
uh, our brains aren't good at infinite thought like this. We're not good. We don't intuit uh, my, well. No, some people are good. Yeah, I'm not good at it. Well, I'm not either. But I mean, like even humans in general, sometimes our intuition, our natural intuition fails. It's the whole uh, fold a newspaper thing. That's an easy one. Like if you said how if you folded a newspaper in half and then did it again and did that a hundred times, how thick would it be? And the correct answer, we all think, oh, I don't know, it would go from here to the moon. Now, our intuition doesn't doesn't seem possible. Seem possible, but when you think about it, expand. You know, it's expanding exponentially. I read a thing the other day that talked about the the space between atoms because we're not actually solid objects. That's a weird thing to think about too. That if the Earth, if you could, if the Earth's atoms gushy. all condensed down and there was no space in between them, the Earth would actually be the size of a baseball. Like that doesn't seem possible either. Wow. Again, super people with big brains and math skills can do that. Like, I'm not that guy. Just a reminder, everybody, we're history teachers. <laughs> so if you have any history... <laughs> t- <laughs> More science. What about yeah. the theory of relativity? Okay. Thank you for your question. Yeah. Thank you. Next question. Uh, my name is Mari Ford. There you go. Um, given how Elon Musk is currently planning on having commercial space travel, how soon do you think we can actually get settled on Mars? And how do you think that would work out when we do you mean yep. like space tourism or actually living there? Actually living on Mars. Mm. It's gonna be a while. Yeah. I don't think we'll. S- I don't think us three will see it. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so either. Like I'm half a hundred years old. It's probably <laughs> not gonna happen in my lifetime. Uh, will people go there in my lifetime? Yeah, I think that's a thing. But will they colonize it? Like, I, like, what are you gonna grow? Space potatoes? I mean, I guess they could grow there. They didn't really. That Matt Damon movie. What was that called? Yeah, The Martian. That's the plan, right? That's the plan. Use that as a plan. I heard that was a decent, decently based movie scientifically. Yeah, I think they. But then there's some time with the NASA boys trying to figure out if that's real. But I, I mean, how do you get a, how do you produce an an atmosphere? How do you deal with the extreme uh, heat and cold? I mean, I don't know. Do you? And if we could do that, why don't we just do it to Earth, and then we wouldn't have to (laughs) terraform what we already (laughs) have, clean up our own ozone. Uh, Would you go? That's a nice question. If 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 it was affordable, if you get a grant, and they're like, we're going to take a three year trip to Mars, and you're going to hang out there for a couple of days, kick some dirt and some rocks, and yeah, not until air is there (laughs) and electricity, probably. I don't know how long have I been teaching at this point. (laughs) 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 That might feel like you're on an isolated planet. Elon Musk is one of the worst people to ask to because he exaggerates, just like Thomas Edison, just like a lot of people. They, oh, yeah, we're going to have it wrapped up and who knows? Who knows how long this, you know, we're just trying to figure out how to get humans there in this journey and provide enough food and fuel. And Well, actually, we're just still trying to figure out how not to crash a lander on that thing. Like, we've sent two or three things, and this most recent Mars lander that's been roving around doing its little wally dirt scooping thing, you know, I, I the, we tried that two or three times before, and I think China did as well, and just just crushed most of them. Like that one happened to land well. And you know, it's tra- it's orbiting too. Like all these things are flying, and so you have your. Like, well, if you miss it, just no, <laughs> then you just fly right by it. Again, that goes back to the math <laughs> I can't do. So, what's the next planet? Can <laughs> 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 we catch that one? Uh, Mari, would you go if they offered you a ticket to Mars? Um. I mean, it's almost in your name. You would be in the history books if you, you know, it's one of those things. We'd never see you again. That's the thing is the first group's not coming back. They're n- it's not a, it's not a return journey. It's a, you go and you stay. I had not considered that. That will be part of the deal, yes. Uh, you can go first. <laughs> I'll follow. Um, I'm not sure if I would like to be sent off to die on a different planet, but it would be cool to get off know you. the planet. Everybody would know you. 
You'd be that girl. <laughs> that guys? The first human alien. Just like Neil Armstrong, when you stepped, you have to say something historic. What would you say? What would you uh. <laughs> Men are from Mars, women are from <laughs> Venus. I don't, I don't know. What do you say? Uh. Yeah. I don't know. Uh. Go, I mean, you have more questions? Uh, the only other thing I wanted to know is what do you think would what do you think society would become if we were to be able to colonize Mars and it live on it? It might be one of those scenarios where we build new Earth, so to speak, and so old oh Earth yeah. becomes... It's like when they old split crappy the Earth. <laughs> here goes my history connection. It's like when they split the Roman Empire and Western <laughs> Rome became like the, oh, well, it's so sad, and the new Constantinople was the great, and maybe the new Mars is the new Earth, and the new people look down on the old people here because it's like, you're not freaking fancy enough to live on this red planet. See? All the rich people go. Until they ruin that one, too. Uh, well, it's taken a while to get this one into the state that it is, so maybe that one won't take as long. Because uh, we're we'll good be at it now. better at it, We're yeah. good at it, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh-oh, here it comes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm Haley yep. Bobber. Okay. And my question is, <laughs> would you consider soup, I mean, cereal a soup? No. <laughs> <laughs> But it Sorry, has solids no. and liquids in it. Like well, a define soup, soup. So does the ocean, but that's not. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't eat the ocean. <laughs> you don't eat the ocean. Uh, you don't. You don't. You <laughs> can't do say that about everybody. You do don't know. <laughs> do you eat there the ocean? There might be ocean eaters. <laughs> <laughs> but when you think about the concept of soup. <laughs> what is soup? What's it? Define soup. What is that soup? A liquid and a solid mixed together that you eat in Fish. a bowl. Something like fish is a liquid and a solid that we eat. You're a liquid and a solid. Like a milkshake with a candy bar in it would then become soup? <laughs> I don't know. That's <laughs> why I'm asking. <laughs> S okay, well, tangential question to you then. What's your favorite um, kitty cereal? Like, do you have like a... Because some people are like, oh, I like me some Captain Crunch. Other people are like, no, I wouldn't eat that crap ever. So, like, what's what would... If you're, like, going down that path of little kiddom and you're going like, my favorite cereal growing up has to be cereal, soup. Mm. Cocoa Pebbles. Cocoa Pebbles? Yeah, those right. are good. Turns the milk chocolatey? Mm-hmm. Drink it down at the end? Yeah. But no, I don't drink the milk. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I also put my uh, my s milk in first, and then I put my cereal. So yeah. then it wouldn't be soup because you said it's something How dare you eat you? and drink, but you don't drink it. <laughs> well, you drink the milk when you're eating you it with it. Oh, okay. But you don't turn the, no. the bowl up? Okay. Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> what, was, what was your favorite cereal growing As up? As a kid? Captain yeah. Crunch. Which one? Just a plain old Captain Crunch. Without yeah. the berries? N without the berries. You know, they make it kind of <laughs> just with the berries. It's just berries. It's like crunch berries. Oh. No, it's just the berries, right? I, I have that at my house. I, I'm a cereal addict. Oh. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so I have that. And they also came out with a new one, and it's Sour Patch Kids. And it's it's absolutely disgusting. Okay, that it's seems like the worst thing ever. <laughs> it's like Fruit Loops, but then it has like the sugary sour stuff on them. It's, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes your milk taste like sour. <laughs> Gee. Why is so I, I don't recommend. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in high school, into college, I was an athlete. So I was, all I was doing was playing. I used to eat punch bowls full of Apple Jacks. <laughs> I liked the cinnamon, t whatever. Okay, I hurt my knee, quit playing. And over the next year and a half, I kept eating those Apple Jacks. <laughs> I gained 88 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't eaten cereal in... Decade now, but um, so if you, you know, it doesn't apply to everybody, some people are born thin and they'll always be thin no matter what. But if you were like me, uh, be careful. 
What about Pop Tarts? Yeah. You go down the Pop Tart path? Not really. You're gonna come in Monday and there's gonna be a box of apple jacks <laughs> on your desk. I, literally, <laughs> y'all don't understand. I grew up on a dairy farm, so I loved milk too. But we, people in the community were saving my mom coupons for Apple Jacks <laughs> <laughs> because I was eating a bo- one of the family size. We need boxes. to help that family out. That boy likes some cereal. <laughs> yeah, but I was playing so much it didn't matter. People call you Apple Jack. Here yeah. come here come Apple Jack. Have. Here come little Apple Jack. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I had a wide range. Some of them that I didn't like were those like. Uh, I remember begging my mom for cereal that had, they didn't put toys in them anymore, but when I was a kid, they used to put little pet, little toy things in there, like, oh, there's a little helicopter, you can spin it up with a, and, and it flies off. And then I was like, oh, I want this thing. I don't remember what it was, but I begged her for this cereal. And she was like, you're not going to eat that. That's, I'm like, yes, I will, I promise. <laughs> I promise I will eat it. And then I didn't. <laughs> and it sat in the cabinet for like eight years. And <laughs> it's amazing you get a box of sugar, and you can't sell it to kids enough, so let's put a toy in there yeah. to get the parents to buy it. Yeah, they to used to not. To they used to not shy away from the word sugar either, because oh yeah, sugar like, pops. Yeah, it was like sugar, sugar smacks, sugar crisp, sugar coated frosted flakes, whatever. I mean, they they were real, you know, forward about it, but now we kind of have to hide it. And then they're still great. I, I, frosted I never flakes. thought of that. I like Happy Meals with I like the little. I like me some frosted flakes. I think yeah. that's my one. Yeah. So, uh, but I still don't soup. Eh. Soup to me needs to be warm. Yeah, but I mean, leek soup is cold. So I, I still don't know the definition out. of soup, except um, for liquid and solid, <laughs> and you eat yeah. it, <laughs> which could be just about anything we eat. Yeah, are you looking it up? Definition yeah, of I soup? am. Okay. I heat up my cereal. You heat like? Th- there's there's a lot of people that heat up cereal. Cold cereal. What is wrong with this generation? Well, yeah, I don't know. That's I what wouldn't. I, was I wouldn't consider you know like malt meal or cream of wheat. That's not soup. That's like Oatmeal. porridge or something. Porridge. Yeah. Hot cereal. I don't know that we're gonna find the answer to this. <laughs> this will. Oh, I think this I is more complicated answer. than the okay, universe right. question. What does the what does the infinite internet say? It says a liquid dish typically made by boiling meat, fish, or oh. vegetables. Oh. Oh, there you go. Okay, that makes it. So okay. if you throw so in some cocoa no. pebbles, <laughs> that would then count. Meat yeah. in your cocoa pebbles. It's just it's just hot juice. Then <laughs> <laughs> maybe tomato soup really actually soup. is porridge. <laughs> I don't know. This is argumentative because I thought that meat soup was stew. Oh no! <laughs> Maybe yes. I don't know. Is chili soup? <laughs> God bless. See, you have started See, the thing yeah, now. How did we get here? This All right. is bad. All right, we've got to stop this. <laughs> we will, yeah, we we just don't know. <laughs> Next question. Good question. Uh, my name is Natalie Jennings, and what book do you think had the biggest historical impact, and why? <laughs> American history, I would say Uncle Tom's Cabin. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. A book, single book. Quran. <laughs> Yeah, if we're going to go yeah, religious I mean, route, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you could say the Bible, the Bible, obviously, but that's multiple books. Yeah, so it depends on how you define book. Let's do that again. Soup and book. <laughs> Soup and like book. the Torah, but <laughs> yeah, that's the a also a kind of a, the way we look at that's a collection of. Yeah. So, Uncle Tom's Cabin? Let's, let's, let's do, well, I was going to say let's do fiction, but then <laughs> that could also count. Um, the number one book, according to my book of books, I know, um, sports guy, the top 100 books of all time was the I Ching, the Chinese mm-hmm. yin and yang. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that that would be considered a book. I'm t- okay, let's just, I'm still going with Uncle Tom's Cabin as far as, because I'm, I'm focusing on American history. The, the book that actually helped lead to 
you know, r rampant uh, anti-slavery movements. It was already a thing, but that and it's a real book. It sort of like pushed it over the edge, right? And it had immediate impact. It wasn't like it took a while to take off. If I'm going to argue, you know, Christian Bible, it takes a while for that to become more widespread and, and influential. But this book was like instantaneously problematic and helped the factions that then lead to the Civil War, you know, camp out and do their thing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, even Lincoln credited her with starting the Civil War in yeah. a sense. Yeah, it, it really goes back to what do you say as a book? Like the Analects by Confucius. Yeah, he or, didn't write that. I mean, you, you could, of course, Jesus well. didn't write the Bible, so the book by God. How come it doesn't say that on there? The Bible, by God. Well, like the Torah, Moses is credited at writing it, but it talks about his death, so that'd be tough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Good question. Hi, I'm Allison Luarca. And, well, you guys have probably lived through a lot of fashion trends. So, um, <laughs> what's something... It's just a kind way of saying your guys are <laughs> 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 you've, you've probably seen a lot of changes. In your immensely long life? <laughs> I've looked like this since <laughs> I was about five, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's something you it's thought the Apple Jacks, Mickey. Yeah, you thought you like looked really cool in while you were wearing it, but <laughs> highly regret it now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I will stand by this. I don't regret it. They should bring it back. The big baggy jeans where I could drop kick somebody in the head. This skinny <laughs> jean madness has got to stop. Look at me. Look at that. I can barely move in these things. And these aren't even tight. I like You're the... You're talking uh, like MC Hammer pants? I'm talking about <laughs> late 90s, like, like Will early 2000s, pants? big old baggy jeans. Oh, the comfort. I could sleep in them. It was great. <laughs> Anyhow, that's that if was... These, if the skinny jeans were a problem, you could always change to a skirt. Plenty of room. Yeah. Plenty maybe, of leg room. Maybe Scotland, they have it. Plenty of leg out. room. The kilt. Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, maybe. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, I was the hammer pants because I was I was in pants yeah. Are. I don't know, like sixth grade maybe when those came about and everybody had them and man, we should not have. Yeah, it that that yeah. the actual hammer, the cloth ones that kind of yeah. billowed out like curtains, a little silky. Yeah, that's. Uh, I just hope there's no picture of me anywhere in. Oh, did you My wear them? Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody <laughs> at school did. We were like 11. Did you do the little dance where you come up to the side? No. no. That's awesome. No. Uh, I miss the 80s where it got crazy. I bet you were right in the middle oh, of bro, it. Oh, bro, I've been through. Okay, so. Colorful I'm, I'm mullets. Much, I'm older than these two guys. So I, I lived through like 70s hippie style fashion with, and dig this now, corduroy maroon bell-bottom pants. Yeah, bro. Like that was yeah, and when you walk, it makes that cool. I don't know if you ever wear corduroy or not, but it makes this little <laughs> weird rubbing. And it'll noise. last forever. Yeah, and then you don't wear them out. Uh, <laughs> and then so, and then yeah, into the '80s we go, and it became like neon and like parachute pants with their sort of um, their uh, I don't know what material it is. It's kind of like uh, well, like a, like almost it's more than canvas, I suppose. But they had zippers everywhere, and then there was like a whole Michael Jackson trend thing, and then everybody went. Into the 90s, he went grunge. Like, I've lived through all of that. And then today with, like you said, hipster, skinny jean stuff. So, But, I mean, uh, which one's most embarrassing? I mean, they all are in their own particular way, I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I went through the 90s. You saw. I mean, you watched Fresh Prince. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we look like. Uh, <laughs> the hairstyles. Friends. You've seen the TV show Friends. Yeah. I went through that. That's yeah. that was what I looked like. Yeah. Early nineties, there's a lot of sweaters that I probably regret wearing. Sweater vests. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. 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 
Oh yeah, cool then, but not so much. Good now. question. Now. All right, hello. Each individual, even you sitting amongst Mr. Nixon and Mr. Pumphrey, like he views you differently than he would, or right. and that's just one conversation could completely change that. So each person that we've ever met knows us in a different way. Considering that, uh, in our brain, are we truly individuals, or if we had an identical clone? Uh, living two different lives, it'd be two different people, right? Two different personalities. If they had the exact same experiences down to the core, like parallel universes, would it be the same, uh, almost spirit, to compare, like by comparison? Would you be the same exact person? Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, we've had that conversation slightly when people go, well, you know, they could have cloned Hitler, and I, you know, even if even if he had a twin brother who would be basically a clone, let's say they're identical, like you can't, like they're gonna diverge somewhere in there. Mm. Um, and so one would go down one path, one would go the other. So I don't, I mean, that's, that's so, it's bizarre to think that though, right? I could clone yeah. myself and not be me, uh, or which one of us would be the real me. Uh, I mean, the, like, would you have, would you still have individuality, even if you had a, a clone, like identical carbon I, copy? I tend to think so. I mean... As soon as you have a different experience. You're not occupying the exact same space, even if you have the same genetic material. Like, you're not in the same space. As soon as something different happened, um, it's the different nature of it, right? So the whole nature versus nurture thing, and if there's a change in nature, then there could be a change in the person. Yeah. Um, Um, Like, what I was saying is, like that, um, would it be almost like a, like as you'd see in a movie, or like a TV show, where it's like, it, like the physical, like they might even rip from each other, you know, and they go yeah, their separate paths. Right, yeah. Would it be more like that or like, do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like as soon as, like Mr. Nixon said, you're trailing the exact same life and then one change. Is that what makes? Well, even, even just like a, I woke up earlier than that guy did. Now all of a sudden I have new life experiences. <laughs> yeah. and I mean, just even mm-hmm. even that, I'm, I got sick today, that one didn't or whatever, right? The, all, all of those things, I feel it differently even though we've got an identical quote unquote body and maybe even personality similarities, but it's just, I think it diverges pretty quickly there because you just can't be the same person. And another thing um, relating to just humans in general, our brains. Okay. So perspective, I, I heard something earlier, and I, I completely forgot to even write it down, but it was to the extent that um, we're very, like just for example, throughout the years, there's different trends. There's not ever, there's very few people that step back and are, uh, very like one direction like for example like grown like you you mm-hmm. know like n- not many people have that exact level what do you think makes that happen what, what do you think makes somebody wake up and step back like on the topic of would you be the exact same person if you were like the idea that someone became enlightened on some yeah what, what is particular thing about themselves yeah what is enlightenment yeah and i don't think there's one specific thing i mean i think it's different for everybody there's people that go their whole lives with their head in the sand kind of and never step back. And then some people go eight, 70 years and then just something, something they hear something or they see something and it just changes their life. Maybe I think it just depends. Maybe it's the ability to overcome the fear of change. I mean, some people won't change direction or change the people that they're around. They have, even if it's not necessarily a good existence that they're, that they're, that they find themselves in, like the idea that there's a comfort in what you know, and so yeah, questioning your own beliefs and self-evaluation. Yeah. Like you can't grow important. unless you actually challenge that. That's that's, I mean, that's a lot of psychoanalytical analytical thought. But well, especially if you're talking about change at a fundamental level of 
something important in your life, you have to admit that first you were wrong. Um, and I think a lot of people have a block on that. I was wrong, and now this needs to change. Um, most people don't get to the change part because they're stopped at the <laughs> I can't admit that I was wrong part, if that makes sense. Um, Which I think goes back to fear. Like, you, like yeah. what, how Does that lessen me to admit that I was wrong about something? I did not do that well. That was a failure. And we don't, we don't, we don't take any time to celebrate those moments in our lives where we go, that went to hell pretty quickly. What can I learn from it? L- a lot of people don't do that. They're like, they get mad, or they, you know, they try to shove that, or they suppress that feeling. And that doesn't change with age. I mean, not really, no. no, we, no. I'm sure we all three struggle with admitting that we're wrong or that we failed at something. We try to justify it, just like you probably do. You make a D on something, and you should have made an A, and you just try. Well, I, was, I had to do this and this, and you know, we do that. So it's it's ne- it doesn't stop, you know. This is all a process. You think that, 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 uh, that there's a point in time where you get maybe you're progressing as a person, but then you get to a certain age and then that reverses. Because I know a lot of old people who are like, no, like no change. I hate everybody yeah. that's not me. I mean, that, it Arkansas. seems like older people tend to be angrier <laughs> for some reason. It's like this weird angst develops again that they had maybe when they were. I think it's the, the not challenging yourself. I think you get to yeah. an, uh, you know, you're tired, more tired physically. You don't experience new things as much. I think you can get shut down pretty quick. I don't know. So I'll, I'll wrap it up. Okay. Uh, with a with a little bit, just to just to throw a little bit more at you, see if it sticks. So I don't, I like to have intellectual conversation with my teachers, like you specifically, Miss mm-hmm. Van Meter, and me and Miss Van Meter had this conversation. I don't remember exactly how it went, but it was like stagnancy stagnancy is what like leads to that angst whereas when you just get to that point and you don't question anymore like if you're not questioning you're not learning becoming stagnant yeah yeah and if you're not learning then you're the same person you were yesterday you're not any better than you were yesterday yeah i think we've talked about this in class a little bit i, I know people who are my age who brag that they've never changed you know mm. i'm the same guy yeah. i always was oh that's freaking sad that is a sad thing which means you stopped learning when you were 18 that means yeah. you're a fool. That's why you're I also brag about that. I also hate when they criticize political people for flip flopping. <laughs> right. You know, they're like, "Well, you said this five years ago, and now you think this." I'm I like, changed Good. my mind. Yeah. That's New information came that, yeah. in, and I changed my mind. I like that. I like when politicians do that if I, it's valid. Yeah. I thought this, then I saw these things, and I reconsidered. That people somehow feel like they can't do that i don't i don't know this is the same thing as going back in somebody's twitter account and finding something from 10 years ago and then they get in trouble yeah who and i'm like this is not the same person this is go 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 back in a time machine 10 years ago and then argue with them who was the but guy that got in trouble when he was saying oh like they he couldn't host the oscars what was his name oh Re- kevin hart yeah kevin hart yeah. like he said something years and years ago that now he regrets and yet he can't apologize for that because people won't let him it was like i had a I was an idiot. I yeah. said that, but it didn't. Now I don't think that way. But it's too late. I mean, people just judge you based on whatever the last dumbass thing you did, I guess. And that's but it for you. Sorry. Yeah. End of your existence. Yeah, that's it for me, by the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Thank you. Good job. When did Mr. Pumphrey break ankles? Because I want to hear that. <laughs> oh, Ooh. well, that's a long time ago. Many, many moons ago. <laughs> all right. Next question. That's a story for another time. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Hi, um, I'm Tatum Hammett, and my question is, if we had a huge technological advancement and created a time machine, what point of time would you travel to and why? I love time travel questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to live there long, wherever we go back to, even the 80s. Um, just no see offense. It. Just want to see it. <laughs> Your golden years. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I mean, I, I want to see the big stuff. You know, I would go like the George Washington signing of the Declaration, that kind of thing. You get if you go back much further, you're talking about 
you know, the Mongols getting your head cut. It just depends on where you land. Praying for the best. Mm-hmm. So. You just hover over the scene. You don't necessarily have to land, maybe. Okay, that's better. I don't want to live amongst them. Or what if it, okay, what if it, why is your teeth so white? Why do you have teeth? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, what if it was not a physical journey for you, but you could actually sort of tune into that moment and see it on like a monitor or some sort of hologram? Like that to me would be interesting if, if that's, that seems more of a possibility. If all these energies remain, this kind of goes back in like ghost hunter theory, like there's energy, residual energies from past events or whatever. Uh, could we somehow tune into that and then view it? I mean, I don't know. Is that a, is that a, that seems like it would be maybe easier for us. I prefer that to actually. Prefer, preferable, I mean, yeah. yeah. We'll create a simulation and we'll insert ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't <laughs> well, y'all didn't, what's the time period for you guys? <laughs> uh, Mm, yeah, get, go to the Titanic. <laughs> more, more. <laughs> turn left. <laughs> you can't change. Yeah, slow down. Now. Yeah, no, um, no, I don't know. Um, hit, mm, there's so many things. Uh, this is gonna sound weird. I think I'd like to go to the Coliseum. What uh, just time period? Just like go, when games are playing. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go. Playing, let's yeah. go see what because we doing. went. You know, I don't know <laughs> if you remember when we went to the Coliseum. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's in the past. See, so. see the actual activity. Not because I'm like got some macabre curiosity, but I, the the spectacle that it was must have been it had to be appealing in some way because they didn't always just butcher people, you know, just see it when it was new, that kind of thing, or go to the go see the pyramids when they were new, whenever that was. Yeah. 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 And with time machines, you can travel to the future too. Just thought I should yeah, include I, that. I, I, I pondered I'm that briefly. Free to at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> what if you just go and it's just <laughs> blackness? <laughs> you show up, it's like Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, see, seems like that would be scarier to me because going forward, even if I go 50 years into the future, like they might be completely different people speaking different languages. The sl- that we, uh, would I recognize the world? I can, I can go back because we've studied it and I go, okay, I feel comfortable knowing this and this and that. But going future, like that's full out. You don't know what you're getting into, not at all. And, and we're changing exponentially. Like we've changed mm-hmm. more in the last 200 years than they did in the previous 2000. Yeah. So it's like, and like we've already kind of adapted to this, you know. So it's like weird. Yeah. yeah. You, you guys, your generation. I'm telling you, you'll see more change than any other generation that's ever lived. I bet. Good or bad. Well, we got time for like one more question. Oh, geez. Okay. So it's good job. Hello. I'm John McCoy, and I uh, I was wondering your opinion on the conflict in Syria between the Turks and the Kurds. Our our opinion on it? Yeah. It's horrible. I mean, is that what you're wanting? I mean, you asking why it's happening and all of yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, why it's happening. And I wanted to know a little bit more information um, on it. The Kurdish people are a, a side ethnic group, basically, minority in parts of Turkey, parts of Iraq, parts of Syria. And they have been seeking a homeland for themselves, kind of like the Palestinians in the Israeli story. Um, and they have in the past uh, used violence to try to get people's attention to bring them to the table so they can maybe create their own country, their own state. Uh, and everybody around them seems to hate them, uh, partly because of those actions, uh, partly because they're also an ethnic minority. Um, and so now that we've kind of backed out here recently, these guys have been our allies for a long time. We've We've utilized their help in fighting against ISIS and fighting against the Syrian uh, regime, which we're trying to topple. Uh, so, but when we walked away from that here just a couple of weeks ago, uh, those people are now being targeted by m- multiple groups, and they may be in danger of 
I mean, there may be a, a mass catastrophe here just from Turkey's side, especially like this new military action that they've got directly or it's directly coincides with our removal of troops. And they said, we're going to go kill those guys. And we're like, well, you really shouldn't. And we kind of shook our finger at them. And then we knew they were going to. So I think this is uh, people. It's a betrayal of the Kurds. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what's happened here. Anything to add? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, kind of a sad situation. That yeah, these are people that have supported us, and we've promised them for a long time, now years, that we would stand by them to make sure that they were safe and secure and maybe even help them work towards their own independence one day, and we just flat walked away from that. Yeah, and we've diminished our character in the world for doing it. And it, it, that bodes not well for future allies that might, you know, that yeah. it's going to be harder to trust us. If we don't keep our promises, bro, I mean, now what? Because next time we say, oh, we're here for you, they're going to say, well, what about those boys who are now dead because you didn't hold your promise? It's, it's tr I mean, it's tricky. There are reasons why we, we want to not be in perpetual war, but at the same time, we've vowed to protect certain people, and when we don't do that, it makes us look like, well, it makes us look weak, to tell you the truth. All right. Thank you for your question. That will conclude awesome. first period. Job, yeah.